The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good morning, noon, night, possums. What's up? We're going to talk about some IDP players and some offensive players that you should trade for. Josh, Philly, what's up? IDP offensive points at your service. Happy to hear you. Happy to see you. I, I, I don't know. We can't hear you. Happy that you can hear us. How about that? Hey, these IDP pods are getting better every week. I think everybody who watches on the YouTube and just points out everything we make a mistake on and just, you know, everybody in general just loves these pods. They're just so much fun. We love them. I actually do love them personally. I, I think we've been a little, we've been a little hesitant. We're, we've been doing our best uh, replacing Jordan this year. Um, I, and as much as I hate to say it, and I hope he doesn't hear this, he's he's actually kind of tough to replace at the moment. So, you know, if uh, wow. anyone's wondering where he's at, he's currently getting a degree and he's currently working hard on studying. So um, he's still I know out there he won't watch or listen to this, but that's a nice thing for you to say. I, I was trying to, you know, let the people know, be like, what the fuck are these guys doing talking about IDP? They are called offensive points. It doesn't even make any sense. And it doesn't, but we're doing our best and we do play IDP. So we do have that knowledge that we can bring to you. So uh, without further ado, let's just hop right in. Um, we got plenty of pod to talk about here. So um, let's talk about some uh, players that are, you know, whether they're returning from injury or maybe they're a replacement for injury or, um, you know, what, what Billy, what do, what do you got? Who's uh, who, who do you think that, might be able to uh, come back from an injury soon. Well, I'll kick us off with somebody who's near and dear to me in Josh's heart, and that's N'Kobe Dean. His 21-day uh, practice window opened today. He was limited in practice. Um, I've seen people actually able to get N'Kobe Dean off the waiver wire, which I'm like, wow, okay. Like, A, people get IR spots, please. And then second, I'm like, shit, you might end up with a league winner by the end of the thing. So, you know he's going to come back in and have an immediate role. There's really nobody standing in his path. There's nobody that's like taking over the spot to keep him away. So you're immediately stepping back into a starting linebacker in the league who should be down the stretch. Very, very important for this Eagles defense as, you know, he's very missed on that defense. Yeah, and Cunningham coming off a, you know, kind of disappointing game against the Rams and Morrow has actually had some pretty big splash plays, but it's nothing's consistent. And I feel like with Dean – you're going to get some consistency in there. And he looked explosive as hell in the first game before, you know, the injury. So I, I think that's yeah, he was be... only, he was only like a top seven linebacker in a lot of drafts. Yeah. I, and that's another thing. Yeah. It's wild. Can't believe people are dropping the fact, him. The fact that he's on the waiver wire is just like, we need the IDP community to come together and just make sure things like this don't happen. It's just sad to see. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about a guy who didn't quite make it to the IR, but um, has been, you know, questionable the last couple of weeks, missed a little bit of time. And that's Nate Hobbs. Um, once again, talking about cornerbacks and I, I, I'm not a huge fan of them, uh, but those nickelback corners do seem to get a lot of tackles. Uh, Hobbs coming out of Illinois a couple of years ago has had, 
you know, some success, 70, 70 ish tackles a game, you know, a, a one pick here and there in a, in a season. Um, I'm sorry, in a season, not a game. Uh, but this year, looking great 12 tackles week one, seven and six, the next two weeks, uh, passes defended in there in between. No blowout stats with uh, interceptions or anything, but with the Raiders being like just good enough to like keep the game alive, uh, there's still going to be a lot of points out there. Um, I think this defense is really young as it is, and Hobbs has really solidified his role. Uh, missed weeks four and five, and he's questionable at the moment. I believe he will be back, though, um, and nobody really filled his role. Nobody, if you look at any stats of any corners or any safeties, uh, they were okay, but there was no like, oh, this guy took over Nate Hobbs' job. This guy's still going to have a job when he comes back, and he's basically free in, in leagues. If somebody has him on their team, probably doesn't really recognize what they have. He's probably been a bench ad or a bench stash for him. Um, and they probably are just tired of putting them on and off the IR each week. So go take a look at Nate Hobbs. I really wish that they would have put Nate Hobbs on the IR because I have him in several leagues and it's really a pain in the ass. Keep having to pop him on and off of there. Um, yeah, a hell of a player, man. You bring up a good point about the Raiders always keeping it close too. So it's not just going to be a running game after that. That's true. Um, Plus when he comes back, he's going to immediately back into near 100% snap share. So you definitely like those kind of players. And while he's out there, double-digit points every week, he played healthy. Yeah. I was shocked by Amik Robertson last game on Monday night. That was not expecting to see that from him. But uh, my guy, Cyril Dodson, um, pretty obvious one here. Matt Milano out for the season, most likely. So uh, Tyrell Dodson came in, played most of the snaps. We did see Dorian Williams play Play some in there. I think Tyrell Dodson having the uh, veteran status is going to hang on to that job. So in the meantime, pick him up. We'll kind of see how that one plays out. But if uh, I don't think he's going to replicate what Milano did, but it's obviously a very valuable position in that defense. It's oh, kind of funny. It's kind of funny because the people that picked up Tyrell Dodson, hoping that he would be the starter, and then Terrell Bernard came in and immediately took the job from him. So then he was like left on the bench. The people that held firm, the diamond hands of the IDP community, are going to be rewarded in the end because six weeks in, uh, Matt Milano goes down. He's immediately going to get a chance to get in there and get his hands dirty. So if you held strong, you're getting rewarded. That's how stocks work sometimes. Absolutely. I think in the Kings Classic, I, I had to put like 300 fab dollars out of 1,000 on him because I saw uh, Grugier Hill, Gary – Gary Davenport spent like, I don't know, what was it, $480 to add him. So I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm going to put like 325 on Tyrell Dodson and got him. And, and someone got Dorian Williams, I think, for 115 So you can see uh, the value of that position there. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, Bernard, if anything, stocks have only gone up. I was, I don't know why I was worried about Von Miller returning and just Bernard not getting that, like those pressures that he was going to get, but uh, 16 tackles and then Dodson's 10 or five. Sorry, my apologies. Looking at the wrong guy. Uh, definitely value there. And they're, I mean, they're, they're a defense that's always going to be out there, whether it's they're up or they're down, they're going to be making plays. So, For sure. well, jumping right back into it. Um, kind of already talked about some young studs, but uh, who's a, who's another, I don't want to say off radar, but someone who, you know, is just having a fucking great season right now. Uh, young guy just coming out. Billy, kick us off here. Um, I'm going to go back to the well. I kind of mentioned him last week. We weren't really sure, and it's Nick Benito from Denver. Um, we are kind of hoping that that wasn't just a blip against the Bears two weeks ago, and it turns out it wasn't. He got two and a half sacks against the Bears last week. 
Um, against the Jets, he gets two more sacks. Now, these are bad teams. He's going up against the Chiefs tomorrow or last night, if you're listening to this on Friday. Um, and I, I think that it's signs of things to come. This is a young defense. They want to get these guys in there involved. His snaps have only gone up as the weeks have gone on, which is very, very important in IDP especially. Um, so I think if he's a potential out, if he's potentially still out there because somebody's on the fence, it's somebody that you could go grab right now and maybe potentially trade for because I think they might try to feature him for years to come if he, you know, puts in pretty good effort this season. Yeah. And honestly, defensive end is one of the hardest positions to like get consistency in. So he easily could have gone out there and flopped and still had a good year and you could have dropped him and then, you know, maybe sacks Mahomes twice this week or something. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Don't please don't quote me on that. But yeah, Billy, you were absolutely right. After the Randy Gregory cut, uh, here it is. Uh, this is the this is the replacement, and this is what they were seeing, I guess, too, because they uh, truly need some help on defense on the Broncos. So, yeah, for sure, the Oklahoma legend, as Billy puts, it. he he is he is that. Oh my god, I forgot about that too. I'm so sad <laughs> that I already talked good about him. Uh, anyway, so on to this isn't quite a. I mean, he's still young, obviously, but over uh, Joe Wiggins's. Uh, age. I don't know how you feel about defensive players, but uh, 26, uh, Kayvon Wallace, uh, ex-Eagle, shocker, had to bring him up. Um, playing on the Cardinals, and once again, I don't know how I just noticed this today, or maybe two, three days ago, but Kayvon Wallace is having a, a great season. Uh, Double-digit points in every game, no less than seven tackles a game. Uh, he was kind of a reserve safety on the Eagles for the longest time, buried behind uh, Malcolm Jenkins and McLeod and all the others that they've had. Um, but 10 tackles and a pick against Cincinnati. Uh, he's starting, I don't want to say breakout, but uh, the, the snap percentage is there. You're getting 80 to 90 to 100. I, I mean, pretty much the whole workload of the safeties. And I honestly thought it was going to be, this was such a weird defensive backfield with Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker uh, and potentially uh, Isaiah Simmons at the time. Like I didn't even know Kayvon Wallace would have an option and really just recently figured out about it. So I'm assuming not a whole lot of the people even know who Kayvon Wallace is. So go snag him. If you're looking for defensive back help, do not let people try to trade you defensive backs. I feel like you can pick those up off the waiver wire, especially those no names or I don't want to say no name. I like Kayvon Wallace. I was, I was rooting for him. So there he is. Yeah. <clears throat> Two things on that. My age on running backs is uh, under 26, maybe like 25.4. Every other position's fine. I'm not too worried about that. Okay. Um, on there. But the, uh, nice. Yeah, and the other thing is one of my favorite things to do is just take the hot uh, defensive back and trade, put him in a trade um, on there because people love trading for defensive backs. I hate trading. I hate getting defensive backs in there. I'm with you. I pick them up, but I love packaging uh, them in the back end of a trade. Every year, I, I mean, I'll, I'll back end them for sure, but I would never like like I didn't ever float Chin out there, even though everybody loved Jeremy Chin this entire career, and he's pretty much done just about nothing, if I'm being completely honest. I recently traded him, but it wasn't even really the, the benefit of the trade. It was just more of a, yeah, throw him out there. I got Mac Jones. He got two points. I lost the game. Should have done it in reality. Probably could have taken the three points from Jeremy Chin on my bench and it would have felt better. Uh, you live and you learn. So I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I thought he was going to get more play after Thompson went down, but he, the first game he did and the last game he did not. So we shall well, And Buda Baker's down too. So it's very interesting if those guys come back, if that hurts it at all. But I mean, sometimes the guys what, just put themselves into the team. What did happen to Buda Baker? I didn't even realize he was down, honestly, for the longest time. 
always love to ask us questions and we don't know. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 you were right. You were right. Oh, See, yeah, look, we're, we're good at this. Okay. We're good at this. We, we know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, okay. no, he's he's not coming back for a couple weeks at this point. But even week one, uh, Kayvon was taken off. So uh, even in the small percentage, he still took off the role. So been waiting. Hamstrings. Hamstrings are the new ACL. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well, I'm there. Yeah, it's bad. Um, my uh, my young stud, uh, he hasn't done much yet, but it's Damone Clark for Dallas. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch hurt his neck. We do not know the status of that, but we expect him to miss some time go on the IR. Uh, we know how valuable having Micah Parsons, having Lawrence up there creates turnovers and all these plays all the time. So the backer for the Cowboys uh, is definitely a valuable spot. So I really like Damone Clark. People probably don't know what they have there just yet. So if you can throw out a trade, you can probably get him pretty cheap right now. Yeah, and poor poor Vander Esch, man. I I actually was really happy to see him have a kind of resurgence, um, especially like after some pretty mediocre years out there, and you know the neck issues. Obviously, not a serious like not a great injury to have. Uh, not anyone, not any injury is great to have, but neck injury obviously could be way worse. Um, I will say that they did sign Rashawn Evans today as well. Um, don't know what that means. He got basically forced himself out of the Eagles because he wasn't getting enough play. So. Uh, should be interesting to see, but yeah, Damone Clark at the moment, I mean, three pretty solid games in a row, just as the linebacker two on the team. So I've been waiting for the Damone Clark breakout, liked him coming out of LSU. Uh, it also could be not to, not to sidestep us too much, but, uh, Demarion Overshaw or whatever his, uh, Overshawn, Overshawn, um, Overshawn, Terrace Pecker or something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say knee, knee actually, um, Mm, torn right at uh, left ACL during a preseason game. Never mind. Um, I'm wrong. Have him on my IR. Just was thinking, oh, well, Vander Esch is down. Could be good. Just thought about it. Once again, we're bad at this. So, uh, IDP expert Josh Hall. IDP expert Josh Hall uh, did not realize he tore his ACL. Never got. No, that's the problem is you don't get this news anywhere. The fact that someone probably didn't even know that at this moment, except for you guys. You said peck, though. So we'll let it go. Yeah. Well, All it's right. it's either hamstrings, pecs, or knees. I mean, that's the part of the season <laughs> we're in right now. Shoulders, knees, and toes. That's, that's yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's bad. No, overshown for next year, though. I really do like him. Um, yeah, and Vander Esch, especially if with another neck injury, could be done at this point sadly um always like vander ash but all right now let's get into more happy news because that was fucking depressing uh idp <laughs> trade for uh who are you trying to trade for right now bill okay my it's pretty simple it's frankie louvu uh look he's been dealing with a hip injury for three weeks now which has been his three worst games of the season um i think now might be a good chance to at least try to like poke the manager that has frankie louvu and see like what's the heat check on him maybe they're aware of the injury as well but i think this is a good time to strike especially if he's on your waiver wire for whatever reason but like this is a good time to get in because when he comes back full force which could be as early as this week um i think he's going to be playing at 100 percent, and he's going to be able to get you those double digit point games that you're going to need down the stretch 100 percent. luvu uh has yet to have those huge games that he had last year obviously he had a couple sacks uh, against the saints which was pretty good but like uh, even last year, he just had. He got hurt huge... after that Saints game, and then he's been mid ever since. Yeah. He was twenty nines and thirties, dropping thirty bombs in the IDP space, and that's just always great to see. So, completely agree. And at the moment, he looks pretty mediocre as a linebacker. If somebody doesn't really know what they got, or if you know they're just thinking it was a flash in the pan last year, I think it's a great target to have. So, um, on, on to my guy, uh, 
my, my, I, I can't even say that this is you're going to be able to get them for much. I just have a feeling that this is going to be a real thing. I originally just liked him because of his name, uh, Divine Diablo. Great, phenomenal name uh, all around. But uh, nine and two, one nine, two tens, and an eight tackles. And he's starting to get some sacks as well. Um, this Raiders defense is starting to become a real thing. Um, I don't think we'd ever thought we'd see this after Cleo Mack left. Um, but obviously, Max Crosby's been tearing it up for years. But yeah, Divine Diablo's taking it to the next level or, you know, literally on the next level, scooping up all those tackles that Max is forcing or, you know, redirecting towards him. So um, the Raiders just seem to be on the field all the time. The defense, that is, I should say. Um, somehow they keep the game close. Like I said about uh, I didn't mean to pick two Raiders, but, you know, like I said previously, the Raiders are just always sort of in the game. And Diablo uh, is that guy if they're ever getting the clock run down or if it's a close game. He, he seems to always make the play. So just excited to potentially snag him. The only issue is he has a really cool name and people probably don't want to trade him. Yeah. The name, the name value right there is immense on that. And, and to pull some corporate shit and piggyback off of what you said, Josh, <laughs> if you have Robert Splane trade him, he had two interceptions on Monday. It was the, he had won his entire career before that. So move him immediately. But uh, no, I like the, the divine Diablo pick there. Um, I was going to say Nate Lehman for the Falcons. Uh, you know, we know Troy Anderson isn't coming back. He's not flashy, but he's going to be a really solid guy the rest of the year. But I'm going to change that to Nick Bolton. Um, Nick Bolton was drafted very highly, and he did not produce. There was a lot of trepidation over the Drew Tranquil signing. Everyone thinks Willie Gay is way more involved than he actually is in that defense. Um, and then Bolton's been hurt the last three weeks. Uh, maybe – Maybe be playing this week. I haven't really dug into that too much. But I think you are getting Nick Bolton at a value that you have not seen since his rookie year right now. So if you can make a move for him, do it. I just I my personal thing is is I actually whenever Drew Tranquil did get traded here, I actually did think he was gonna be the guy. Now I can't say obviously Bolton had better stats than him during the first couple of weeks while he's playing, clearly. Uh, Tranquil has obviously stepped in. They brought him here for a reason. Maybe it was just some safety net. Maybe it was just, you know, uh, extra depth on that defense, which to be fair, they, they're going to need a good defense because their offense really isn't as overpowered as it used to be. So my only issue with Nick Bolton is you're, you can't really trade for him because of the namesake value. Everyone thinks they have the, art, the linebacker one at the moment. They think they have Christian McCaffrey on the defense. That's my only issue. That kind of brings up a whole nother conversation right now. I agree with you, but like if you're four and oh or five and oh right now and you're you're coasting to the playoffs and stuff, I think you should be trying to acquire Zero Franklin. I think you should be trying to acquire these big name guys from teams that are struggling a little bit more. So you mentioned, you know, the guy earlier that had Nicobe Dean on his bench. You know, that could have been a guy that had six linebackers and needed to pick up a safety. And he's like, Well, Nicobe Dean's hurt, so screw him. That guy could totally make a twofer move for for uh Zaire Franklin or Roquan again to like a one in four team right now so i would be trying to get those big name guys at this stage of the of the game as long as you don't have to overpay was my biggest point it's a great point i i do agree you, you can you can win yourself a championship with the nick bolton type uh but the only problem is, is most of the time when people well, i guess people did drop dean and they've drafted him in the first round so you know it's who, who knows idp man Especially IDP if you're in a no dynasty like if you could throw out like a i don't know wide receiver three and uh in a linebacker and two or two or something yeah throw it two yeah throw a second round pick in there they might bite on it i only have one thing to say about nicobe dean or uh, nick bolton i'd ride him yeah 
That's all I got to say. I'm not a Nick believer, Bolton, right but I'll, I'll, you, you convinced me, Joe. I'm going to try to trade for Nick Bolton now. See what I can get him for. I'll report back next week. Do I'd it. ride him. I'd ride him. Let's ride. All right. Well, let's get into the next part of this show, and that'll be the offensive trade target. So these are guys we're in almost into week six. It's time to start thinking about if you're in a championship uh, mindset, somebody who's trying to make a, a stretch run for the playoffs here. Um, who are people that you should be targeting right now to uh, potentially make your team set up best for that kind of run? I will go first. And my first target is James Conner. And I know what you're saying to yourself, but he's on the IR. He's hurt. And I get that. I'm here to tell you that whoever has him is probably willing to deal him pretty cheap because most people I've seen that have James Conner are people that went wide receiver heavy at the top and then got James Conner as kind of a, you know, no RB strat kind of guy. They're probably willing to deal him not cheap, but like decently cheap. And you might be able to give up pieces that you're not normally, you know, probably not going to use throughout the stretch. James Conner, when he comes back, is going to get 100% of the work. You don't have to worry about any of these guys that are going to be filling in for him actually causing you any problems. And for that reason, I think James Conner is a trade target. I know he's old, but for this backstretch of the season, you're going to be able to, especially if Kyler comes back, you're going to be able to use him and get a lot of points out of him. That's all we're trying to do here. Well, the biggest thing is right now, and I I, I hate this, I, everything, I trading for James Conner. If you can get him cheap, I love it. But the big thing is, is the Cardinals are actually playing pretty decent football. Uh, so this might actually get Kyler interested in playing. They don't have the first round pick right now. Um, that belongs to the Bears and not even probably because of the Bears. The Panthers seem to be gifting uh, a first round pick to the Bears at the moment. So there could be a chance that Arizona has a chance for the playoffs. I mean, the NFC is pretty wide open other than a, a few, like what, three teams, the Eagles, Lions, and 49ers. And who the hell thought you'd say Lions second? I understand that, but it's just impressive how they're playing. So um, Connor could be a huge part of this, them making the playoffs, that last playoff push, if Kyler somehow does decide to play some football again. I like it, Billy. I'm going to go try to trade for some James Connor. See what I, I get him. I have a lot of right. issues with running back. I, I mean, probably. Um, all right. Well, so my guy is an underperformer, to say the least. Um, last year, completely breakout, and that's Chris Olave. Um, this year, ugly, ugly, ugly football. And that's a little bit in part to uh, Derek Carr here, obviously. Uh, but it's no secret that they're struggling at all, but I think Olave is just a no brainer to target. I mean, this, this guy has got to break out sooner rather than later. I think anyone who has Olave on a team is starting to get clearly frustrated at the moment. Um, and you have to imagine that Michael Thomas for one probably won't stay healthy the whole time. And it's not like he's blowing stats off the board. If the saints want anything to do with any playoff spot, which is, you know, Derek Carr's career at this point, they're going to have to throw to Chris Olave. So uh, I don't really have a good argument other than he fucking beasted last year and he's going to do it again. It's just, it's looked, it's looked real rough the last couple games. And I personally think it can only get better. And I don't think you have to pay a whole lot to get him at the moment. The targets are still relatively there. The, uh, you know, the performance is not obviously. So people yeah. get, people see, see numbers and they see one catch for four yards and then they see two catches for 12 yards. Sure. You got a touchdown. People aren't happy about that. People want someone with targets. Uh, I'm not saying go trade Puka Nakua, 
out there, but I'm saying that that might be someone that you could flip for it if you wanted to. Yeah, I'd make that trade. I, honestly, the uh, the sad part about being the late one to update our uh, IDP sheets um, on there that we have our running sheet is Chris Olave was one of the guys that I was going to put on there. So I completely agree with you. He absolutely should turn around and have a much better end of the season. Love it. I, I don't think there's any I'm argument because everybody all loves Yeah, no argument here. All right. So, so mine's Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson's been out. He finally scored a touchdown with Deshaun Watson in week three there. Uh, had a pretty good game. And then Deshaun's out with the shoulder. Um, I think people are kind of frustrated with Amari Cooper, especially after how last year ended uh, going into this year. So I would be trying to trade for him because his schedule the rest of the season is absolutely magical. Uh, you have Indy, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore, who've been pretty good against the pass lately. Um, Pittsburgh, Denver, the Rams, the Jags, the Bears, Houston, and the Jets going into week 17 there. So he, assuming Watson gets healthy, he could go on an absolute roll um, as we see that chemistry develop between the two of them for the rest of the year. Well, the sad thing is we saw it develop like week one. Everyone's still shaking the rust <clears> off of preseason. I think everyone in just week one looked rusty all around. I know there was not a whole lot of teams performing to a high capacity, except for maybe the Detroit lions. Then weeks two and three, we see, you know, 10, eight targets. We see the touchdown. We see hundred yards pretty much each game. And then he goes down and no offense, but PJ Walker, isn't it? Um, I no. just, yeah, sorry. But, uh, and you know, it's just, it's going to get better for Cooper. We, we hope Watson uh, can get better for that target to work, but I mean, he's not even the deep threat he used to be. He's getting pretty decent average. He's just a wide receiver. And uh, unfortunately in some of these games, you're not seeing a whole lot from uh, Cooper right away, but you're always seeing it at the end of the box score. So when Watson's available, honestly, I think the Amari Cooper is the worst we've seen him going to be for the rest of the season. I think going forward, he is going to blow what he's done out of the water, and that includes a couple of good games. So I think by the end of the season, we're going to look back at the first four games before the bye and be like, "Wow, that was it's crazy." He started out that slow, uh, personally. I mean, okay. Amari Cooper's always been that boomer bust guy, anyway, as it is. So it's like if you drafted Amari Cooper, you knew that this was always a possibility anyway. And seeing, you know, 15, 20 points is always happy. Uh, but the, the, the twos, you never like those weeks. So. Very true. All right. I'll quickly get through my next one. And that is Ramondre Stevenson. Look, this season has been rough for the Patriots. This offense is not what we were promised. Not what we thought the Patriots may very well have the first overall pick in the draft. And so that is why it makes sense that maybe the Patriots might Move on from Ramondre Stevenson. There is a chance out there, folks. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. He was hypothesizing that why would the Patriots keep Ramondre? They clearly don't want to use him fully. They had Zeke take all of the snaps in one game. There's clearly some kind of riff there. Why not deal Ramondre out to another team that's interested? He's not an inexpensive contract. He's going to get – he's still a good player. It's just this team's not very good. So why not try to accrue as much draft capital as you possibly can, trade out Ramondre, keep Zeke, and just roll into next season on the tank mode for Caleb, but deal Ramondre out to a contender, which would only make his value go skyrocketing. So I suggest trying to move for him now while somebody's down for him because if he ends up on a good team, he might actually be worth quite a bit come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally think they're going to trade Stevenson this year at the very least, but at the very least, what you saw in week one could be a way better possibility if they just use their brains. Mac Jones isn't throwing the ball well. 
let's throw the ball to Stevenson, who's a very good pass catching running back and, you know, actually see it. Last week was a complete loss just in general. They they went down real quick and real out. Uh, Zeke, on the other hand, didn't do anything either. It was they had about the same. It was literally 50 percent split, as you see on the screen, if you're watching via YouTube. But Stevenson's going to have a better year even this year, personally. But yeah, in the future, this guy has untapped potential, not only because he's from Oklahoma. Shocker. Billy picked an Oklahoma boy again. <laughs> Yeah, the usage on Ramondre is very concerning on there, but I was kind of talking about this last week too. Their schedule lightens up a lot. I feel like a lot of this, they played Philly week one, the Jets week three, Dallas week four, and New Orleans week five. So they've kind of run through the gamut of defenses there. So we assume something will start happening on this team, and you know their, their schedule going the rest of the year is pretty good, but then you get into the playoffs, they get Casey and Denver. If you can have Denver in your championship game against your running back, take that all day. So it's definitely a move you want to look to make if you're contending. Absolutely. And my second and last is I, I would never have chose to uh, Browns if we had the choice, but Joe, once again, doesn't update, update anything. It's Jerome Ford. Look, the man already had the workload when Chubb was there. They would not give Chubb a full workload. And unfortunately, he still got injured. Um, but now Jerome Ford is just the perfect trade target at the exact moment right now, right now, maybe next week as well. Sh this should age pretty well. If you're listening to this a couple days late, it's already Sunday. You're rolling in. You're like, shit, I should have done that. Don't worry. He's playing the 49ers this week. And we'll more than likely have a relatively bad week this week. But the thing is, is he had a bad week last week, um, uh, against Baltimore and Baltimore's a stout run defense. I mean, sure. It looked okay with the pass catching, but there's also the bye week in between people. He's not the hot. Uh, commodity off the waiver wire anymore. Um, and right after the 49ers, it gets much, much easier with Indy, Seattle, Arizona in the following weeks. Uh, sure, you're going to see Hunt out there. There's going to be a split. Hunt's work, and that might be the argument you use. Hunt just got back to the team. He, you know, he's got to relearn the playbook. It changed a little bit. It didn't. It's the same playbook. Hunt knows exactly what he's going to do, and Drum Ford is going to do exactly what he did in weeks two and three. And whether that's through the air, through and this is against the Tennessee Titans, they played some tough teams right now. It's only going to get better for Drum Ford, and I, I just, I'm going to try to get him anywhere I can. Honestly, I've had some pretty rough running backs this year so far. So, yeah, scoring two touchdowns wasn't it Tennessee that he did that on? That was impressive. Yep. So uh, on the he, ground he, too. Yeah, we know that Tennessee really doesn't give up much at all. So I love that pickup. On there and that bye week definitely helps because people have kind of forgotten about the hype on that. Yeah, the bye week, the bye week fill-ins, whenever people find the you know the new hot commodity. Plus, you see a down week, plus you're probably gonna see a down week. I mean, he could have a good game against the 49ers. It's not impossible, but just saying right now would be the way to go. They people see that on the lineup and they're like, oof, I don't wanna I don't wanna have Jerome Ford going to the 49ers. He didn't look good last week. I'm gonna sit him and then you know, not saying start him this week. Trust me, we'll get to the week previews, or you probably already listened to the week previews. Either way. <laughs> All right. Um, my last trade for is Jonathan Taylor. Um, I can speak from experience here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor managers are – no one knows what to do on this one. No one knows resilient. what to do here. Yeah, very resilient. That's a good way to put it. So um, you go through the first four weeks, whatever. Um, then he finally comes back, and we see Zach Moss absolutely Thunderdome motherfuckers out there. So – uh, what do we do with Jonathan Taylor? Uh, they say they're going to ramp him back up. I've heard talk somewhere that this contract makes it easier for them to trade him. Um, and I do think with what they paid him and behind that offensive line, he's going to get used and he's going to get used effectively down the road. So you're, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to be able to catch a Jonathan Taylor manager 
very confused right now. So if you send a trade for him, there's a good chance you could get him. And if he gets traded, kind of like we were talking about with Ramondre, good news. And I do think uh, even if he stays on the Colts, he will be featured much more um, unless they decide to completely tank this year. So I would trade for Jonathan Taylor and see what happens. My biggest thing about this is we all knew that Jonathan Taylor was going to be on a pitch count. We just didn't assume that Zach Moss would go off against Tennessee. That was the hard part. Came yeah. to. That yeah. was the hard part. And so now you're seeing Zach Moss and that's, that's really the, the selling point is, well, he, you know, Zach Moss went off against Tennessee. You don't know what you got Jonathan Taylor. He's, he's not a top 10 running back anymore. You're wrong. He is. He always has been. I want to know if yeah. Jim Ursay was running through the Colts stadium just with wide out trying to get to that contract with Jonathan Taylor after he saw Zach Moss do that. He's like, we could, we could fix this. We got, he's like, nope, too late. You already signed it. Dude, the Twitter, the Twitter was going off. Zach Moss signed a three year contract for the exact same moves as Jonathan Taylor. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. He just came back. Let's calm down. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we got for the IDP slash trade for pod. Uh, If you ever want to think about anyone else you want to trade for or you want to set some trades our way, we're usually in the live stream on Wednesday nights for our uh, weekly previews. So feel free to hop in there or just reach out to us on Twitter, YouTube, wherever you want to find us. You know what I mean? We'll we'll figure it out. Billy will answer all of your questions, but he does run them by us first, which is really nice. Best social media manager ever. He's legit. All right. Well, see you guys. See you on the next one. Good night. Best of luck this week.